You're listening to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Greenworks Tools is kicking off your lawn care season with all the outdoor power you need. Tackle any chore like the pros by visiting us at greenworkstools.com. Hey, folks, in addition to his years as a positional coach with the Ticats in the 80s and 90s, you got to respect the guy that also did what we did, too. So not only is he a great broadcaster, he was a great coach back in his day. John Salavanis is here with his pregame salutations. Thanks so much for joining us, Coach. I'm more than happy to be here with you, Bubba. You know, Coach, I think we've seen this situation before. We've discussed similar situations like this before, but never in an 0-9 situation. And I think you've got to say that sometimes those 0-9 teams may be the most difficult teams you may face in the season. I think you're absolutely right. You know, the pressure's on the Hamilton team being here at home, going up against a team that has not won a ball game, uh, against a quarterback who's beaten them in the past, so all things considered, you know, I, you hate to be that team to take a loss against a team that's 0-9. So, you know, you got to focus yourself on this and make sure that you're not the one that they talk about a year from now. Oh, remember when? You know, that that's not what you want. <laughs> Once the lights come on, though, you got to just be focused on one play at a time and getting, you know, getting into that game. But you're right. When you look at it from an exterior uh, and an overview, that's certainly not a position you want to be in. Um, Coach, i got to get right into the Hamilton side and the coaching change. So Tommy Condell's out at offensive coordinator, and Scott Milanovic is now calling the plays. What changes, if any, can you expect in such a short amount of time uh, coming into tonight? Well, the fact that Scott Milanovic has been with the team from the beginning is a, is a major help. The other major help is that Scott has played this position at quarterback at the highest level. He's also coached as a head coach, so he understands the entire team concept uh, of, of winning and losing ball games. So giving all of that, you know, when he comes in, the first thing he's got to do, in my opinion, he's got to mesh the offensive line with a play uh, calling and the passing game. In as much as protection is still the key to the passing game. Uh, and you got so many ways in which you can uh, help your offensive line. You can add in a slot, you can use a tight end, you can chip with a back, uh, and you can run the ball. All of those things Scott Milanovic has done in the past, I think will show up tonight. Well, let me ask you something though. An offense is pretty complex and you think, okay, a new coach is going to want to put in his playbook, but you got to—you mentioned the protection. You got to consider what the team has been practicing for since training camp. What protections they know, what they've run. Then you look at the the, the running plays, the passing concepts. You, can you just add new plays in like that, or do you have to still use the the old protection, the older, the past protections to run those plays? Can you? Can you change everything at once, or how does that work? No, you can, you cannot change everything at once. You know, you've got a team that's already been through eight ball games, so you use everything that that's in place, the base things that you have, and you maybe add in a play, but you may add in a formation. You may add uh, a couple of small wrinkles in it, but really, what you're trying to do is you're trying to compact everything. You're trying to get it down to where your quarterback can understand exactly what is expected of him and and when that ball is snapped that he knows where to go with the football yeah i would expect him to 
you know, evaluate is the is the first thing. Is look at what what the team's been doing, who's been uh, who's been assigned to certain pr protection schemes, who's been running certain routes, um, and maybe make some small changes there of who he likes uh, on certain plays. I, I would guess he would get a lot of feedback from somebody like Bo Levi Mitchell, along with, of course, um, the coaches uh, like Gibson and and uh, and Bainsey and. and 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 all the offensive coaches. So, uh, would you would you agree with that? Do you think he's like coming in and evaluating, maybe making some personnel decisions? Yeah, I, I really think uh, what you don't want to have happen, and I hate coaching changes in midseason. That, that's not something that I that I would like to see. But what you want to do is you want to avoid the domino effect. You don't want another change to have to happen because you uh, went overboard in what you brought in. Now, and Scott's smart enough to know that he can't change everything. He has to play within the context of, of the group that he has. And with a young quarterback, you probably can't um, s s tell too much to him, right? If you're if you're coming in, you say, "Okay, this is how I see the play." Um, you don't want to overload with information in one week. You want to just say, "Okay, this is what I expect from you." Reads one, two, three. Uh, go out here, and then maybe maybe talk with guys like Bo Levi and Matt Schultz a little more in depth about the play so they have more time to 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 um, sort of process it before they return from injury and can execute at the level that he's hoping. Yeah, you're right, Andy. And, you know, when you look back at Scott Milanovic, you know, he doesn't have Ricky Ray at quarterback like he had in Toronto when they won the Grey Cup. I mean, he's got he's got a young quarterback, and, and he has to work within the framework that that quarterback can handle. So, you know... You're right. You know, all things considered, it comes down to focusing on the ball uh, as the ball is snapped. And, and every player has to be able to buy in. Folks, at every home game, we do have a contest during Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Our partners at Greenworks have ponied up some awesome prizes for us to give away each game. From lawnmowers to chainsaws and snow throwers, a lucky listener will win one of these great Greenworks battery-powered tools. So be sure to listen closely to each Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks leading into our home games for the Greenworks to word to uh, listen to. Yeah, listen for that keyword in the final segment. Uh, so a few changes, a bit one that I know a lot of people are excited about, including all of us up here uh, on the panel. Uh, Dylan Wynn is back from injury. His first game uh, this season, what do you think that adds? Well, I think it adds a great deal. And, and when you, we talked about this before, uh, sacks being a drive killer. Now, league-wide, and we're talking about a, a, a defensive lineman who can make a difference. League-wide, sacks have dropped from six a game to 3.8 a game, while the scoring has gone up from 47 points a game to 60 points a game. So a guy like a Dylan Wynn can make a difference. He can put the pressure on the quarterback, get that sack, and kill off a drive. And I know rushing yards have been up in the past few weeks as well. Um, now, we both are on the same page that the Ticats need to start fast. What has been going on with this team this year? Well, they really have to avoid the slow start. Uh, the offense has only scored 19 points in the first quarter. 50% of the time in the All first season. quarter, they've been blanked 
from points scored, and, and you can't have that. And if you look back at what uh, Edmonton did against Winnipeg, 22 points in the first 20 minutes of a ball game, cannot afford a slow start. They have to start fast. Yeah, only one touchdown so far this season for the Ticats in the first quarter. Uh, many reasons to start fast. New coach, 0-9 team, bad past history so far this year in the first quarter, but uh, it's got to be, it's so important tonight to, to get off to a good start. Yeah, and we talked about the, the run game. And remember the last time we played Edmonton, uh, James Butler went off 167 yards on 17 touches. You know, he had 127 rushing. He had 40 more passing. So you look for James Butler to have a big night tonight. You know, Coach, the pleasure is always ours when you check in with us with your pregame salutations. Coach Sal, always appreciate you and, of course, appreciate your time as well. Thank you, Bubba. Thank you, Andy.